Welcome to Insights, a production of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Insights is an audio podcast that provides perspective on the opportunities and uncertainties facing investors today. Today's program, the Market Insights Notes on the Week Ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at J.P. Morgan Funds. Today is October 26th, 2020. A few years ago, just when I started training for a big race, I strained my Achilles tendon. Being an Irishman, I couldn't, of course, bring this evidence of age and infirmity to the attention of an actual physician. However, I consulted the oracles of the internet, and they were, for once, very consistent in their advice. Wait a few days until the pain has faded, and then work steadily on ankle strengthening exercises. Most importantly, lay off running for at least three weeks. Well, needless to say, I didn't stick with the plan. And as I went for my first jog about a week later, it really didn't feel too bad, just a bit of a twinge. But in the weeks and months that followed, the more I ramped up the miles, the gimpier I got. Finally, on the day of the big race, the ankle gave out in the middle, and I limped painfully and slowly home. I'm glad to say that, after that experience, I accepted the realities of both what I needed to do to recover and how long it would take, and I was able to put the injury behind me. In 2021, the U.S. should be able to get past the pandemic through a more disciplined adherence to public health advice and widespread vaccination. As the virus fades, the economy should strengthen, and investors can position themselves today to take advantage of this revival. However, nothing is to be gained by pretending that the pandemic and the economic pain it has caused are coming to a swift end. Rather, investors, policymakers, and the general public would be all well served by accepting the reality of both what it will take and how long it will take to recover from the pandemic recession. In the week ahead, it may be tempting to buy into a full and early recovery, as real GDP posts a record roughly 35% annualized gain for the third quarter. Part of this rebound reflects the lagged effects of the CARES Act, which provided a significant boost to consumer income. Indeed, consumer spending on goods has held up remarkably well in the pandemic. Due to this extra income, the hoarding of essentials, and the online purchase of a mountain of merchandise acquired to add some solace to an uncomfortable stay-at-home lifestyle. Home building is also booming in 2020, reflecting very low interest rates and the desire of many to move out of crowded cities. However, it should be recognized that this largest ever one-quarter surge in GDP follows the largest ever one-quarter plunge in GDP. Even with this bounce, real GDP in the third quarter was likely roughly 3% below its peak of the fourth quarter of 2019. By way of comparison, the peak to trough decline in real GDP in the great financial crisis was 4%. Moreover, growth is likely to slow sharply in the fourth quarter. Our extra demand for goods rather than services in recent months should worsen our trade deficit in the months ahead, as warehouses struggle to restock the shelves. The failure of Congress and the administration to agree on a further stimulus package before the election will likely result in small business closures and state and local layoffs in the fourth quarter, along with some slowing consumer spending on the basics. More important, there continues to be wide swaths of the U.S. economy which simply cannot get back to normal in a worsening pandemic, including travel, leisure, entertainment, restaurants, and bricks-and-mortar retailing. Consequently, we expect real GDP growth for the fourth quarter to be just 3% annualized, with a similar pace in the f- first quarter of next year. We do expect growth to accelerate later in 2021, as vaccines in combination with testing, contact tracing, and a more disciplined adherence to public health guidelines allow us to finally get past this pandemic. However, it will still be likely until the fourth quarter of 2021 before real GDP regains its level of the fourth quarter of 2019. In a similar way, while we have now recovered 11.4 million of the 22.2 million jobs lost in the pandemic, 
the jobs recovery is slowing, with payroll gains falling from 4.8 million in June to 661,000 in September. We expect the October jobs report due out at the end of next week to show a further deceleration with perhaps no more than 200,000 jobs added. Following the GDP trajectory, we expect that payroll employment won't return to its February 2020 level until sometime in 2022, and that the unemployment rate will remain above 4% until late 2023 or 2024. It's important for policymakers, the public and investors to recognise this recovery reality. For policymakers, while politics appear to have prevented the passage of a stimulus bill before the election, it's crucial to recognise that millions of businesses and workers, as well as state and local governments, will need federal help until the pandemic is conquered. A stimulus bill in the lame duck session of Congress is urgently needed and could be supplemented by a more comprehensive measure when the new Congress meets early in 2021. For the public, it's necessary to acknowledge that our collective will in wearing masks and social distancing can significantly limit both the human suffering from the virus and protect the economy. There's no vaccine yet in Germany or Japan or Korea either. However, in these countries, total COVID-19 deaths have been less than 15,000 combined, compared to over 225,000 in the U.S., Their success has not been due to tougher government shutdowns, but rather more extensive testing and tracing, and most importantly, a much more disciplined adherence to public health protocols by the general public. For investors, it's important to understand how a slow recovery could impact financial markets. For a time, it may continue to suppress more cyclical sectors, such as energy and financial services, and benefit large cap and growth stocks relative to their small cap and value counterparts. However, it also means more government borrowing, continued Fed purchases of treasuries through most of 2021, if not beyond. Lower for longer interest rates, a worsening trade deficit, and an early escape from the pandemic among our major trading partners could sustain the recent dollar slide, benefiting international stocks. Last, when the economy finally does recover from the pandemic, later in 2021 and 2022, our public finances will have deteriorated further. This could put greater upward pressure on long-term interest rates, hurting owners of high-quality long-duration bonds. In short, we should recognise that despite a big GDP number this week, the human and economic toll of the pandemic sadly continue. For investors, it remains important to be broadly diversified to weather the rest of this pandemic while beginning to position themselves for an altered financial landscape when the COVID-19 storm has finally passed. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to a J.P. Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only. And as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management unless otherwise stated as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. 
J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase and Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase and Company.